expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome to Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and we've got a good episode in store for you. Um, Today's episode is all about pricing. I get a lot of questions about pricing yourself, creating packages, um, and as photographers, it can be very intimidating. Um, So that is what we're going to cover in today's episode. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a little complicated. So if you're able to get a notepad out or just, you know, the notes app in your phone, just to take some notes, um, I feel like it can get a little just overwhelming when it comes to pricing um, because a lot of it has to do with numbers. Um, But I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. Before we jump into the episode, Um, I wanted everyone to know that I am hosting a free workshop um, and the topic is going to be finding clients. Uh, This is a question that I get asked all the time. Um, It's a topic that a lot of people struggle with, um, whether you're a newbie or you're an experienced photographer. Um, I feel like this is just a a topic that a lot of people um, just want to chat more about. And obviously I do, too. So um, my free workshop is going to be available in my Facebook group exclusively, um, and it's happening December 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you can't make it on the 16th, it's going to be available to watch afterwards. And I actually have a free workshop in my Facebook group right now, the one that I did on manual camera settings. So um, there's already one free workshop in there, and then I'm going to be adding a number another one in December. So it's very exciting. If you would like to join my Facebook group to get access to those workshops, the link is going to be in the description of this episode. I also just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who participated in my Black Friday sale. Um, Seriously, the support from you guys, it just means so much to me. Um, And it puts food on the table. And I'm just very, very thankful for you guys. Um, I, it's just overwhelming and I, yeah, I, I think like thankful honestly is an understatement sometimes. Um, I'm just very, 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 very grateful for everyone who participated. So with all of that being said, let's get into the episode. Um, so before we start talking about all the logistics of everything, um, I just want to start by saying that it's important to charge what you feel comfortable charging. Price yourself in a price range that makes you feel comfortable. Um, You should never be charging something that makes you feel uncomfortable. And there is a difference between feeling comfortable and um, 
doubting your pricing. So if you are doubting your pricing, that's a little bit different than feeling comfortable in your prices because, you know, you could be worth $500 a session, but you're only charging $25 a session. Um, and the reason that you're doing that is just because you don't feel like you're worthy of charging 500 per session. So there is a difference between feeling comfortable and just doubting or feeling unworthy to charge a certain amount. Um, so always charge what you feel comfortable charging. Um, a good thing to consider when you're thinking about pricing is what price point is worth you doing a shoot. Um, so I know people who don't prefer certain types of sessions. So for example, let's say you just don't prefer family sessions. Um, at what price does someone have to pay you to do a family session to make it worth it? Um, so for me, my family sessions are a little bit more expensive because one, I don't prefer them, but two, it does take a little bit extra work when you're shooting. Um, it's a lot more, um, stressful. It takes a bigger toll on me. Therefore I charge, I charge more for it because it just, um, it's not always worth it to charge my normal session price. Another thing that's important to ask yourself is, um, what price is worth me missing out on things? Um, for some people, that price is very high and they don't want to miss out on anything. Um, and obviously, like missing out on things like Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, big like family vacations and stuff. Um, those things are definitely <laughs> not a low price point to miss those things. But there's a price for everything and you kind of have to ask yourself like, okay, on this Tuesday night, um, I have my sister's choir concert that I could go to, or there's a couple who's willing to pay me, you know, a thousand dollars to shoot a session. And to me, that price is worth it. Or to me, that price is not worth it. Um, so that's also something to ask yourself, like genuinely, what is the price that's going to make it worth it for you to miss out on things or for you to go and do something that maybe you don't prefer to shoot? Um, it is a combo of how many shoots do you want to book per month? Um, and by shoots, I also mean weddings too. Um, so shoots and weddings, it's kind of interchangeable terms. Um, so how many shoots do you want to book per month? And what is your goal profit at the end of each month? Um, and you'll find out what your goal profit is for each month by figuring out what your goal profit is for each year. Before we get into breaking down the yearly stuff, let's just keep it on a monthly basis. If your goal, let's say it's $2,000 a month is what you want to make from photography. Um, that $2,000 can be broken up in a bunch of different ways. Um, let's say you charge $500 for a session. Um, that's four sessions that you would need to book that month. Um, or if you charge $200 per session, that's 10 sessions that you need to book per month. So you can see how the difference in pricing, um, it does impact how many sessions or weddings that you would need to book in a month. Um, you also want to consider just the overall time that it takes for each session or each wedding. Um, so how much time do you spend editing, shooting, communicating, 
um, putting effort into that specific project, um, you know, phone calls, all of that stuff. Um, that is like the overall time that it takes for each session or wedding. Um, for weddings, it's obviously the same concept. Overall, how much time are you spending per wedding? Um, on average, I find that I'm spending anywhere from three to four hours editing a wedding. Um, depending on the package, I'm usually shooting for around eight to 10 hours. And then for communication, it is close to three hours of communicating, just back and forth emailing. And then that also includes like planning out timeline and stuff. So overall it breaks down to about like 17 or 18 hours total that I'm spending per wedding. Um, you also have to ask yourself, what are your recurring expenses? Um, so every year or every month, what are the things that you're paying for to make your business run? Um, you know, there's things like gas, there's gear. Um, how often do you need to buy more gear? Um, there's subscriptions, like literally there's, (laughs) there's so many subscriptions as photographers and I feel like a lot of people don't even talk about how many subscriptions we have, but there's Lightroom, there's pick time, you know, your gallery delivery service. Um, (laughs) I don't know, there's a million and a half different subscriptions that we have. Um, so even like subscribing to something like QuickBooks to help you keep track of your taxes, HoneyBook, um, all of that. So let's just say in general, um, this is just a number that I pulled out of the air, but let's say you have $10,000 total in expenses per year. Um, if you wanted to make $70,000 per year in profit, that means that you're going to make $80,000 total. Okay, wait, I'm confusing myself. You need to make $80,000 because you have $10,000 in total expenses and your goal is to net $70,000. There we go. I think I messed up the word profit. I think I said profit at the wrong time. So $70,000 is what you want to net at the end of each year. That means you need to make $80,000 in profit because you have $10,000 in expenses. With that being said, how many weddings and sessions do you need to book per year at your current prices? Um, Also ask yourself how much, like how many weddings and sessions do you need to book per year at your ideal prices? Um, That's also something to motivate you and something to consider. If you're charging, like I was saying, maybe $200 per session, but your ideal price is $500 per session, you definitely have to you book less at the higher price point um, because, you know, you don't have to put as much work in, but you're also getting more money for your sessions. And all of that, um, you know, comes with experience and, um, you know, there's lots and lots of things that make your work valuable. Um, I have a few things to consider when you are making your photography prices. Um, So, The first thing is your gear. That is something that makes your photography valuable, like straight up. Do you have good gear? Have you just updated your gear? Um, That's also something that's going to impact your photography expenses at the end of the year. Um, So your gear does factor into how high your prices are. Your experience as well, that is a huge thing because people you know, either want to book someone that's more experienced or maybe they want to book someone with less experience, but they're going to be a lower price point. Um, so your experience adds value to your photography. Um, also the things that are included in your packages that 
adds value to your photography, your experience that you give to your clients. That's a valuable thing. And people really value experience. So that's something else that's going to bring up your price point. Um, the quality of your work, that's also a huge one. Um, you know, if you're charging a ton of money, I'm hoping that your photography is good. Um, and the quality of it is, you know, worth the price that you are pricing yourself at. So, um, those are just a few things that make your photography valuable, but all of those things like education as well, all of those things are impacting your prices. Um, so as you get better gear, as you get more experience, don't be afraid to bump those prices up because you're adding value to your business. There are also going to be other ways to make income. Um, and I always like try to ask myself, like, how can I make income besides just shooting? Like, are there other ways that I could be making income right now? And I came up with a list of just different ways that as photographers, we can, you know, get some side income, um, you know, and it doesn't take a ton of extra work. Um, so the first thing would be selling albums, maybe selling custom albums. Uh, a lot of people like to work with their photographers when they're buying wedding albums and stuff like that. Um, you can upsell packages. So, um, maybe you are upselling your top package or, you know, whatever, giving people a better deal on the top package, um, so that you're able to make a little bit more money. You can have some sort of e-commerce site where you sell different things digitally. Um, maybe you're selling prints to your clients. You're selling, um, like I was saying albums, but you can do like just actual like little prints. Um, you can also do prints of like, what are they called? Like canvases. Um, but all of that like can be very easily automated in your gallery delivery site. A lot of those sites have, um, shops like already attached to them and you don't have to do any work. So like they fulfill it and they print it and everything. So that might be an easy thing to go and set up right now in your gallery delivery site, just as a way for people to buy things from you without you putting in the extra effort. Um, you can upsell some sort of photo booth. Maybe um, that's something that you've been thinking about offering, or maybe you want to offer um, a Polaroid um, service where you go around and take Polaroids during a wedding. Um, you can upsell that. Honestly, you can upsell like any type of um, additional service that's going to add value. Um, maybe you do gifts like gift videos. Maybe you can upsell a second shooter or an engagement session. Those are all ways that you can make additional income. So the nice thing about photography is you can always change your pricing like literally always. And that's, what's nice about it is like your prices are never set in stone. Like if you raise your prices to $5,000 a wedding and nobody books your weddings anymore, that's a good indication. Like, Hey, maybe I should lower my prices a little bit. Um, and nobody has to know either that you lowered or raised them. I think there's like this stigma or like this idea that you, have to let people know when your prices are going up, but that's not the case like at all. Um, if someone reaches out to me and my prices have gone up since they've reached out, I usually will honor the price that they originally got quoted when they first inquired with me. But if it's been like two years or something since they reached out, I'm definitely going to let them know like, Hey, my prices have gone up. Um, and there's no shame in that because prices change 
like literally all the time and you know, that's just life. Okay. So I want to take a minute and break down some numbers, um, of a hypothetical pricing situation just so you can see like how I would approach pricing. Um, and all these numbers are hypothetical, but it's just to give you like an idea of how to figure this out. Um, so, um, let's say that your goal at the end of the year is to make $80,000. Let's say you have $10,000 in expenses, which means that $90,000 is what you need to book in one year. Um, so 90,000 is the number. Okay. 90,000 for the year. We're going to take that number and divide it by 12 to get the number that we need to make per month. So 90,000 divided by 12 is 7,500. So monthly, you need to be making $7,500 per month from photography. So this is where you can get kind of creative with um, <laughs> your pricing, basically. Um, so for example, if you were to price your weddings at $3,000, so let's just say for the sake of example, your weddings are $3,000, you need to book two weddings a month. And then let's say your sessions are $300. Um, you would need to book five sessions a month, which brings us to $7,500. There's other ways to figure out your pricing, but for me, this just like makes the most sense. Um, and you can like have your goal of two weddings per month and five sessions a month, but then it can like fluctuate as you book. So some months are booking months. Um, like for me, it's usually like, August and September and October that I get a lot of people who book with me. So maybe during those months I'm booking, um, instead of 7,500 per month, let's say I'm booking $15,000 per month. Um, so I'm doing double what I need to every month. So then maybe January and February come and I only book $3,000 per month. Well, that's okay because I booked double for three months in a row, which means I have three months where I can kind of chill and not book as much. So um, you definitely want to keep track of like where you're at and depending on where you're at for your monthly goals, maybe you offer discounts to people. Like if you are at $6,000 for your month and you need 1500 extra dollars that month and it's getting towards the end of the month, maybe you offer a deal on your sessions or, you know, $500 off a wedding so you can hit your goal. There's no shame in fluctuating your prices based on your goals. And I think that sometimes in photography, you know, people don't think that you can offer discounts and deals and that's undervaluing yourself. But if you know why you are offering a discount and you know why you're changing your prices lower, you know, like there's no shame in that. Like literally you're doing it so that you can make your monthly goal. No shame. Like just do it. Um, so this is one of the ways that I find it to be like the easiest to figure out your pricing is just making a goal, how much you want to make at the end of the year, figuring out your expenses. And then based on that, breaking it down monthly, um, and just, you know, seeing ideally how many weddings and sessions you would need to book. Um, if you only book like one wedding a month, but you're booking like a ton of extra sessions, that's okay. Like 
it totally fluctuates every year um, and every month. Like it's, oh, I feel like my pricing is always just like, and my goals, they're always, I don't know, just going back and forth. Obviously there's a number that you need to make in order to survive. And I think that's an important number to know. Like um, let's say every month you have $3,000 in bills and you have to make $3,000 every month. Otherwise you're not gonna be able to pay your bills. Okay. That's an important number to know because if you are only making a thousand dollars a month, but the month before you made 15,000, you, you must be saving some of that money from the month before in order for you to pay your bills. So, um, that's another important thing that I wanted to add in there is just knowing what your like absolute lowest income is so that you can stay away from that number and actually be able to save your money as well. Okay. So let's take a minute and talk about packages. Um, I, I do get a lot of questions about packages, specifically what to include in your packages. Um, I feel like everyone does packaging differently and I'm just going to share with you guys how I do it, but everybody's different. And I think that's, what's cool about photography is everyone can do it in a different way and it, you know, it all works out. So when you're putting together your packages, you need to ask yourself, what can someone expect from a session? And the reason that you're going to ask yourself this is because most people are newbies to getting their photos done, or maybe like have only had one or two experiences with a photographer in the past. So they don't really have any idea like what to ask. And because of that, you really need to just dive into detail, like all about what's included in every single package. Because I mean, this is not specifically for photography, but I've worked with, um, people who, you know, design your website or, you know, write stuff for you or, um, schedule your Instagram posts or whatever. So I've worked with like virtual assistants and all these different types of people that you can hire for your business. And when you get onto someone's like pricing page and their packages are still so vague, it can almost be like, okay, what are you trying to hide here? Like, or like, you just don't even know like what they're offering Um, and when someone reaches out to you about your pricing and then you send them your pricing, but then your pricing is like not detailed and they have to keep asking you questions about it. That's just like, to me, it's a little bit of a negative experience because you're, you're not being direct about what they're going to get from you. And that's literally what they're asking is like, Hey, what am I going to get from you? So it is a good idea to be as direct as you can with your pricing and with your packages. So how many hours are you going to shoot and what type of like how long of coverage are you offering per package? Um, that's something that's very important to include in your packaging. Um, how long will your session be? Um, this applies to both just normal photo shoots, normal sessions and weddings as well. Um, it's always good to have at least some sort of time limit um, because then you know, you don't get taken advantage of. And, um, it's also very good to include this in your contract as well. Um, just saying like how long you're going to shoot for, like at the maximum, you're going to shoot for two hours or whatever that number is, or eight hours. Um, so that first of all is a very important thing to include in your packages. 
And maybe your packages vary based on how long of coverage they're going to get. That's pretty popular um, for people to vary their packages based on hours um, because it's kind of like a given to know that the more hours that you shoot, the more photos you're going to get and therefore the higher the price. Um, so how many hours of coverage are you going to include? Also, how many photos are they going to receive with this number? I like to stick at like stick to like a minimum number and just tell people like at the very minimum, this is how many photos you're going to get. Um, and the reason that I do that is because I know I can hit my minimum number, but I almost always over deliver. <laughs> and when I'm over delivering, it's fine. Like, you know, it's at least I'm not giving too little photos or like <laughs> too little, not enough photos. So you need to tell people how many photos they're going to receive. Also, how many previews are you going to give them? That's something else that might be good to include in your package details. Um, how many locations are they going to get? Um, how many shooters are they going to have? So especially with weddings, it's common to have multiple shooters. So maybe you vary your packages based on how many photographers are included. Um, that's a pretty popular thing to do as well. Um, how many outfits are you going to give someone? You know, outfit changes, that's a huge thing for sessions because when someone changes their outfit, it kind of looks like a completely different session. So um, outfits do impact packaging a lot. So make sure you include how many outfits are they going to get. Um, if you are doing family sessions, how many family members are allowed or how many people are allowed at the session? Um, I've seen some people vary their packaging um, for family sessions based on how many people are allowed there. So, you know, you start with like a base package of up to six people and then the middle package is like, you know, 12 people. And then the top package is like 20 plus. Um, and obviously as that number gets higher, your price point also is going to go higher because it takes more work to pose 20 people versus six people. Um, also for your packaging, uh, do people get a print release? Do you give them an online gallery? Do they get a thumb drive of their photos? Um, do they get full resolution downloads? Are you going to give them the option to proof their gallery and, you know, they only get to pick 20 out of the photos you took or are you delivering and culling all of the photos that you think are good? Um, there's this um, process. I, I'm pretty sure it's just called proofing, but um, it's within photography where people will, instead of culling through the images, or I guess they would cull through the images, but they let their clients pick like X amount of images. And then those are the ones that they edit. So they don't edit all the cold photos. They just edit the ones that the clients want. And then if the client wants more, they upcharge them for it. So um, I guess that would be another way of making additional income. I'm not a big fan of doing this only because if it's a good photo, like I want to edit it and I want to deliver it. So I'm just going to give them basically all of the good photos and edit all of them and call it a day. Um, so those are all the things that you could include in your packages um, or it would be a good idea to think about including somewhere on your pricing guide addressing any of those um, topics or, you know, things that people have questions about. It's all a very good thing to include in your pricing guide. 
So while we're talking about pricing, I do want to mention that I think it's really important to have some sort of pricing guide that you're sending your clients. Um, Honestly, if someone were to get back to me, if I reached out about a photo session and someone got back to me and they're, they just sent me like a list of their prices and they didn't have like a guide kind of like explaining their process and showing me example photos and all that different stuff that's included in a pricing guide. I think I would kind of be like weary of booking them just because I don't know, it just doesn't seem as professional. Um, and I think a pricing guide really does make you seem professional and experienced. And, um, it does also illustrate your brand really well. And I think, Um, A lot of people want to feel that brand identity when they're reaching out to you because they want to see like your vibe and they want to see what types of photos you take along with obviously your pricing. So um, this, I guess, is your sign to go and make yourself a pricing guide. It's if you don't have like a ton of money and like you're on a budget, whatever, you can literally make a pricing guide on Canva and Canva has really awesome templates that you can use. I also have pricing guide templates in my shop. If you are interested in getting a pricing guide, it includes like all of the words and like, you know, you don't have to write anything out because I wrote all of the stuff out in the pricing guide for you. You basically just have to insert your own pricing and your own like logo and your own pictures. Um, but Either way, it would be a really good idea to have some sort of pricing guide to send to your clients. I do think that a pricing guide impacts whether or not someone books with you. And a pricing guide takes like, you know, maybe an hour of your time to make it, but it's really going to help you with booking in the future. So this is your sign. Go make a pricing guide for yourself. And I promise you're not going to regret it. Okay. After that whole episode, um, I just want to say thank you everyone for listening and trucking along with that complicated episode. I kind of feel like it was all over the place, um, but I hope that made sense and I hope that you were able to glean a little bit from this. Um, If anything, just learn a little bit about how I price myself and how I figure out my pricing. Um, And maybe you can apply some of this to your photography business as well. I do understand that not everyone is a full-time photographer. And when I was saying, you know, you need to make $90,000 yearly from photography, that number would be for someone that's a full-time photographer. Do not feel like you need to be hitting those huge numbers if you are only putting in like 20 hours a week. Like create realistic goals for yourself. Like obviously you want your goals to be ambitious and you don't want to have too small of goals, but at the same time, like you don't want a huge goal. That's just going to discourage you if you don't reach it. So, um, all of that being said, thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope, like I was saying, I hope it's helpful for you. Um, I would love for you guys to rate and review my podcast. Um, it means a lot and it helps me a lot with getting new listeners. So if you are on Apple podcasts, go ahead and leave me a review and let me know what you think about the podcast. Um, and Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I have my free workshop going in December on December 16th. So make sure you go join my Facebook group so you can get access to it. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment or keep my sanity. The wisdom rushing in. So much clearer
a little bit hard.